0: Clovercrest
1: Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the City. Keys to the City,
2: baby. When well, you see us so you crossed know. Crossed
3: up by Kobe. We'll float
2: to Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me to what to do, to devil, devil so woman. Saying, saying, but Speaking I Speaking of those ladies. But I, hold on. But I didn't make credit. I didn't make it. I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now.
0: Streaming The Closing Time Podcast is back. Sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend. And one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings on. We'll keep you up to date on the market. And we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season. People in all different fields in the industry, like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. It's sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. Go see Heidi and Glenn Parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping, business advice, real estate investments, or whatever your accounting needs are, including cryptocurrency. Just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time podcast.
4: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Man D Giants football podcast. I'm your host as always, Big Jace, joined by Joe Aguire, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. And we got a lot of stuff around the league to talk about, but let's start things off. It's still April and it's still draft season, so let's take a look at the Giants. But this time we last week we did offensive linemen. Let's look at the edge because that is a still a need for the Giants even after uh, the free agency and Joe, who is the best edge rusher in this draft class that the Giants can get? Uh,
0: I guess uh, Quitty Pay from Michigan uh, I mean this guy's got amazing movement for a big guy. Um, I think there's some concern about him, but he to me he's he's the if they're gonna pick somebody there at number 11, I, I mean I feel like he's the guy. I feel like he's the guy by a long shot. I just feel like, you know, I mean, I've heard him described as raw, you know, I mean, he's a really solid edge guy, but again, and and that concerns me because, you know, we're going to actually be talking about uh, one of the worst picks in Giants history. And I'm actually going to, my guy's going to be an edge rusher uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, The other guy I, you know, that I I've been hearing a lot about is Gregory Rousseau again, Seems like the guy's kind of a freak, but there seems to be a lot of concern about him as well. So I think this is a draft where are one of those guys worthy of the 11th pick? I'm not sure that either one of them is necessarily grading like that at this point. And, you know, I think the Giants, unfortunately, are are generally, uh, you know, best player available organization. So do they trade back? And and grab one of these guys, or you know, do they really believe in one of these guys? I think that's ultimately gonna decide, you know, it's probably individual workout, you know, if that's where they decide to go.
4: Sean, who 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 do you like for the Giants?
1: My favorite guy uh, out of this draft class is actually uh, Russo. Russo's teammate from Miami is Jalen Phillips. Um, I think that you know he's a really athletic player. He can play the outside linebacker position, and he could put his hand in the dirt and play some uh DN. But he's super athletic. The only concern is the injuries. Um, you know his sophomore year at UCLA before he transferred to Miami, he he retired from football completely for a little bit. So and then he ended up coming back. So. It's definitely a concern with the injuries, but I mean, he had an explosive year this year. I think, you know, they, in 10 games in the shortened season, he had 15 and a half tackles for loss and eight sacks. So he's, he's got really good movement for a big guy, 6'5, 255. And he could play, I, I think, you know, in the three four, I could play, I think he could play at the end or outside linebacker. So I think his versatility could definitely be used a lot. So if, you know, the medical. You know, passes by with uh, the Giants athletic training staff, then I I think that we should take a chance on him. But if they see some concerns there, uh, I'm with Joe. I, I think Quiddy Pay would be the next specs out. Op- next spec. Next. Oh, my. I can't speak English. <laughs> next best <laughs> option. But uh, because I, I think, you know, he fits really good in the 3 4 scheme. I, I think he'd be a solid DN across from uh, Leonard Williams. So if, if, Roos, I mean, excuse me, if Phillips' injuries, you know, come back to haunt him, then I, I think Quiddy Pay would be the next guy for me.
4: Now, Zay, I mean, you brought up multiple times how you want to – you've joked about trading Ingram for Pitts. I, I know you would have to move the pick in that one, but Joe brought it up. Lucas also brought it up in the comment comments. Could you see the Giants trading back and settling with a with a, one of these edge rushers?
2: I can see them doing that. I can see the Giants trading back, picking up more picks in this draft or maybe for future draft picks. Definitely see them doing that because, like Joe said, there's a lot of question marks with these two um, edge rushers, the two top ones, Rousseau and Pei. Um, Rousseau being probably his big issue only having two years and Pei being a four-year starter, you probably would lean more towards him because you probably know more with what you're getting. on. From You have more film on him. He has more game time and he has a little more experience. But as far as uh, trading back, I could definitely see the Giants trading back maybe to get a couple more picks in this year's draft to, to you know, boast up that offensive line or maybe the defensive line, like you said, we need both sides of the on ball to address. So it's definitely trading is definitely an option.
4: Yeah. And uh, I think a, a solid move to be made would be trade back and get someone like, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Jeremiah uh, U- Uwusu-Komora. Um, yeah. he He's a beast. And, I mean, Sean, you brought it up. Uh, the edge rusher is the main – uh pass rusher in, in this Patrick Graham scheme. So I think having him get to the quarterback, I know it, in the 2020 season he didn't have as many sacks as he did, did in 2019, but he he did show it, it, in the past that he can get after the quarterback. So I would love to see him in the Giants. And then also a guy like Mika Parsons. uh I mean, I know there are some uh off-the-field issues that he has but maybe that could be something there at the 11th pick Joe. I know you, you love this guy, right?
0: Dude, you know, look, he's a great player, but, uh, you know, I think when it comes to guys with character issues, the giants generally steer clear and this, you know, we talked about it, chase and I don't want to get into it. Cause I don't know how true or false the accusations are, you know, or, or what's become of them currently. So, uh, it, it it speaks of a of, of an incredibly uh immature person, um, a guy who would not be welcome in most locker rooms. Um, so that's my concern. And I and I think for the Giants, you know, it would take a lot, I think, for them to pick a guy like that. As great as he would be for them, uh, he's got a teammate, Jason Oa, who um uh ran a sub four four forty yard dash. Uh, and is a freakish edge rusher. And so again, I want character as well as skill. Uh, that's, that's important. And as much as I hate to say it, you know, I remember after the Ray Rice incident, I thought maybe the giants at the time were in need of a running back. And I said, Hey, you know, look, he's a Jersey guy. Went to Rutgers, you know, maybe, Maybe the and I mean the Giants never even considered him. Um, you know, same thing with uh Josh Brown. Uh they had just signed him to an extension. He got in a uh, I think a domestic violence sitch at his house. Mm-hmm. Cops were called and they cut him loose. So are the I mean again, we're, we're yeah, a Plexico Burris, great. Right? I mean, again, that's what the Giants do. So the idea that Meshach Parsons is again as talented as he is that the I mean Odell Beckham. You know uh, who? Who I think? Yeah, no, I mean, again, who? Oh, there's another one, Pro Bowler. Eh, well, come on, guys, <laughs> Pro Bowler. I mean, but that's what the what Giants do. So uh, I, I, I don't like it, Zay. I don't like it. I'm, what? I can live in a more forgiving world. I, I could have Mike Vick and Ray Rice on my team. I'm all right with that. Nope. Uh, you, I
2: think you have to take. Sometimes you have to take the attitude. Look at, look at Tampa Bay. What they did with Antonio Brown. As much as an asshole he is, Tom Brady would take Antonio Brown any day of the week on his team. We all know it. And he has character issues that, we, oh, my God, we can go on for months about. So uh, sometimes it depends on the player. If the talent matches you know, matches the attitude, you are talking about a team that we have LT. He's the greatest player in our history of the Giants. And he's a huge character question mark person. He was known for doing drugs, hanging with women, all types of stuff. All before games, so to say that Mika Parsons is 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 doing far worse than him is absolutely crazy.
0: So I only knew what a transvestite was because of Lawrence Taylor and was accepting at an early age as to that because if LT was down, I thought that must be pretty cool.
2: If the talent is worth it, I think you have to do it sometimes.
4: Yeah, I, I, I I'm. There, there was a point where I was more with Joe, but now I'm with a. Uh, I think Mika Parsons is good enough, and I think he, he did have this year off to reflect. Uh, I, I think the Giants could take him, and I think he could do very well in the big blue. I you love know?
0: that he was able to convince you in such a no, short amount no, of time. No. no, that's good. I'm glad I'm glad you fact, were able to did, bend and flex so well. for Zay. That's no, good. Maybe he's right. I'm just pointing out a fact. Some of the greatest players in
2: the league have character issues. Yeah, but no, they're no. never on the Giants. It, well, and that's part of the Giants problem. I agree with to, that. To fix that stuff. I don't believe we should do it to the degree of where Dallas does and they actually take people that just got out of jail a couple of days <laughs> you know, later. <laughs> I don't believe we should be doing it to that degree. But I do believe players like Terrell Owens, the Giants should have made a, an option a long time ago. There were many times he was a free agent. Mm. I thought the Giants should have went after him. But he has character issues. But the talent, again – if the talent is above the character issue, I think you have to accept well, it. Well, listen, not.
0: there's a, you know, Sean just sort of scoffed. So jump in in a second, Sean, because again, my thought is, you know, look at a guy like Plexico Burris, like one, I, he was a good, a good guy and a good teammate it was one stupid incident. Aldrich Rojas, one, one stupid thing. Josh Brown, one stupid thing. Odell Baker. Beckham. It was like, yeah. <laughs> Meshach Parsons, there's many accusations out there against him, and so I think that matters. Haven't we learned from the DeAndre Baker
2: situation to allow things to unravel themselves before we make decisions? The Giants made a
1: bad decision on that. I agree with that.
2: You wasted a high draft pick. It's not the fact of 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 who we got rid of, it's the where we drafted him, and to just release him without even hearing the story was just ridiculous to me. Yeah.
1: And we, and we traded up to get him, and, and he's still uh, he's on the Chiefs right now. He got hurt at the end of last year, but, I mean, the Chiefs really got him for nothing, so I, I, I agree with that, though.
0: He- Again, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just telling you that realistically this is what and who the Giants are and that they are not yeah. going to look at a guy like Meshach Parsons as good as he is as much as he fits a need that they have and I think has the potential to be a superstar player. Again, we were just talking about these edge guys. There's, I don't love them. I, I think he would be a great fit for the Giants. I just, I don't think that they're going to do it. I don't think that while they be, should, they're not going to. be Foolish, after
2: you passed up on Isaiah Simmons, this is your next best chance, in my opinion. This is, chance, opinion. This is the closest I think we've seen to an Isaiah oh. Simmons style linebacker. Not the versatility in which he can play safety and linebacker, because Isaiah Simmons is just a completely different player. What what he does at that linebacker position is very comparable to Isaiah Simmons. I think the Giants should do it. I just honestly do.
1: Uh, they, I they I have think, Blake Martinez though. No, that's yeah. the only problem I think with Mike. part they play the same position, and there's usually only one line, middle linebacker in the field at at the same time. So I think mean, you I can find. Really no, understand.
4: Parsons has on the position. outside. Parsons has he, Parsons has gotten to the quarterback. He's got sacks while he was at it, from up
1: the middle. He, he's not an outside linebacker. I I still think
4: he can help get pressure on the Giants, and I think when you – I understand that there's a lot of stuff surrounding him, but he has – he could be the best defensive player in this draft, and he could be available at number 11. So I think the Giants should think about this.
2: So let's let's not forget, Blake Martinez is just a patch. He is not the future. We don't see him as our long-term linebacker for
1: years to come. I, I, I do. He only—he's only entering his sixth year in the league right oh, now. Come
2: on, come on!
1: Not for he's years. He's Like twenty-eight years old. He—he he doesn't have that special
2: thing. I mean, obviously, you don't need it. Antonio Pierce was not a special linebacker. In, what? In what are you he, talking about? He was not physically gifted. He was smart. Oh, and he, he was still he was, a hell of a hell of a player. He was not the best linebacker in his of his class at the time. He honestly wasn't. Antonio Pierce was he just was right. Up, I mean, he was right up there. For Giants fans. I think so, but no, I don't. No, no, you're fine. you're underselling are talking about Pierce. a week
1: in a year where Ray Lewis was still playing. He's Brian
4: no,
2: Urlacher.
4: Brian here.
1: Urlacher. Yeah, Patrick We're Willis. Gonna, I, I understand. Yeah, but he he was still up there for uh, the years that he was on the Giants. Like, I, he was you know, he was the I, anchor I, of that defense. I would say, if anything, he's a low. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I agree. But that was a great defense with the pass rush up front. It wasn't a great defense all around. We had great pass rush that helped out the defense. It took pressure off the secondary and made things easier on the linebackers. That's what it does. We haven't had it for a while. You, like, maybe you've forgotten it. That's why. Tony Pierce wasn't that great of a linebacker. He was very smart. He was a very solid linebacker, but he wasn't anything special. All
1: right. We will see. I mean, that's just not true, but all right. In your opinion, I mean... we mean,
4: He is one of the... He's definitely been... The best Giants linebacker since uh, since LT maybe
1: Carl Banks Harry Carter, so, yeah LT literally. who's this competition Jesse Armstead who are we comparing him to LeVar
2: Arrington <laughs> who are we I'm to? not <laughs> <laughs> who I mean LeVar Arrington can you name another great middle linebacker we've had to compare him to
1: before we just throw him up there I. I, there hasn't been that's that's what I'm saying the Giants well, have, have been so good. Be pretty bad at linebacker ever that's since why he you know, looks the 80s. so good
4: so we have an uh, the Giants have an uh. opportunity to take parsons so it might it might be it might be in the cards more so than we think but let let's move on let's take a break from talking about the Giants let's talk about the rest of the league starting off with i mean there's a bunch of trades. Joe, let's start off with the big trade with the Dolphins. uh, Trading the third pick to the 49ers and then eventually coming back with the six from the Eagles.
0: What do you think of that big trade? Well, the the Eagles are the weird part of this because, you know, I suppose they just thought by six, you know, a quarterback's out of the question. You know? Um,
2: Receiver. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and so again I and so I think that's the reason they they dropped back and then they they came back in um this I think this is a good trade for everybody in the long run I mean the the dolphins are stacked with picks they're going to get either some sort of offensive lineman or a stud receiver for two at a throw to so that's brilliant the 49ers obviously I I mean I think Mac Jones is their guy that's what I think is happening from what I'm hearing. And I really dig that because I, I remember Justin when they were talking about Mac Jones going number 30 in this draft, um, th- you know, this guy really is good. It. And and I'm glad people finally got on board with the kind of player that Mac Jones is. I r- I really do. Yeah. Roll your eyes. He cared Notre Dame pretty good though, didn't he? Yeah. Come on. Ooh. Um. Anyway, oh, uh yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I love this for I love this for for all the teams involved. Again, I think the Eagles are feeling the same way. Let's let's go get a playmaker and let's see what Jalen Hurts can do. Um <laughs> with the idea that look, if Jalen Hurts is terrible this year, uh you go you go get a guy next year, you know. I, I it's funny. We go nuts every year like like there's you know, there's never going to be another good quarterback class. And there is every year. I mean, it's so silly. So there'll be somebody there next year, and 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 I'm sure they'll do that. Now for the other trade, the Darnold to Carolina. Congratulations to uh, Same. I don't know everybody. I guess this is good for Darnold. I I don't know that he's, I don't know that he's a much better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. You know, maybe maybe with better coaching and maybe with some better. People around him, maybe he can resurrect his career. I just don't know that he's. Ne- I I was never high on Sam Darnold from the get go, so this doesn't shock me or surprise me in any way, shape, or form. You know, maybe he makes Teddy Bridgewater play better, and he holds clipboards next year. Who knows? But yeah, uh, I love all the movement. Again, I've been saying this now for uh, since the Super Bowl. I just think that all of these teams. Are massively evaluating their quarterback situation to decide on their best day. Can this guy beat Mahomes or Brady for a Super Bowl? Because that's how good your quarterback has to play. He has to be able to match those guys at least one day, probably at their house. Can you do it? Like I said, you know, the Rams right away were like, no, nah, Goff's not doing it. So get somebody else. And you've seen all around the league. A lot of instability at quarterback. If Deshaun Watson wasn't involved in all these um, situations where, you know, I guess he rubbed people the wrong way, so to speak, um, that's a good masseuse joke. You know it is. You know, it, I mean, that, that would be going on. And it's yeah. interesting to see Carolina and San Francisco and Chicago, you know, all made plays not only at Watson, you know, Chicago with uh, with Russell Wilson. So. Man, is this a quarterback league? Quarterbacks, I mean, they are in an absolute premium right now because you're literally watching two of the best ever in each conference, and the only way to get past them and how good those teams are is to have a quarterback that can that can make, it, make some magic on, on that day. Aaron Rodgers couldn't do it at home against Brady, right? You're in the NFC, and you're thinking, well, what is it going to take? That's a total what's it name. gonna take? That's a horrible
2: example. That's a horrible example. Aaron Rodgers had <laughs> one receiver all year. That's a horrible example to go off of Joe. Aaron Rodgers had one receiver all year. They didn't draft any weapons for him. He complained about it's the it. guy I'd want though if I only had one weapon.
1: Nah, I don't know.
2: Maybe Russell. Well
1: LaFleur messed that up too by not or by kicking the field goal. They could have won that there,
2: game. There was a lot more to that game than, but okay, I guess.
4: No, oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There
0: we go, Sander. I mean, I, I stir the pot. Sports, by the way, is the show. Sander is on. You can you can see why he's an instigator. Yeah, Sandra, I like it. I like yeah. it a lot, though.
4: That's a great show. But uh, so Sean, it, we, after this big trade with the Niners and Dolphins. It, it seems like – I mean, and even after the Sam Darnold trade, it's going to be the top four players drafted are QBs. What do you think about that? And, I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know what the Falcons are going to do. Most likely they, they might take a quarterback because Matt Ryan is kind of getting up there, and it's kind of been stale the last couple of years. They've just been, you know, underachieving. Even with, you know, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, they have the weapons there. It's just they – they haven't been able to do much with it. So we'll we'll see how it ha- how it goes. But like Joe said, it's a quarterback league. So all these guys are trying to go get their guy. So I think it was a good pick for the 49ers. And obviously, I've, I've heard Mac Jones linked to them. But I wouldn't be surprised if they go with Justin Fields, too. Uh, I think he would fit really well in a Shanahan offense. Uh, I think that, you know, the with the his ability to to run, uh to scramble around. I know that they do a lot of play action, a lot of rollouts, stuff like that. So I, I think his athletic ability would be really good with the Niners. And then obviously I, I think the Jets are going with Wilson. And then obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence to the the Jags. But for the for this trade though, like you guys said, I don't know what the hell the Eagles are doing. I mean it's obvious that they need a receiver. They're terrible at drafting receivers and then they they go back six picks and there's not going to be anyone there. So the Eagles, I think they lost this trade. And then the Dolphins part of it, I, I think it's very smart for them. Um, they moved back just three picks. They're, they're probably going to get the guy that they wanted at number three. And they they still, you know, uh, acquired extra draft picks on top of that. So the Dolphins, their they're GM is doing a lot of smart things right now. I think that they're a team that's definitely ascending forward. Um, you know, I think the Dolphins are going to be really good again next year. And then, uh, for the Sam Darnold trade, I mean, uh, oh, real
0: I, quick, Sean, and I mean, you mentioned the a, a ton of assets the next couple of years in picks. They're just gonna keep adding more talent.
1: Yeah, and and they're a super young team too. It's it's not just two, but the you know the defense that they have built around them. So I I think the Dolphins are you know they're gonna be right there with the Bills and the AFC East for sure this year. Um, and then a team that won't be is the Jets, but I do think that uh that they made a good move with this trade. They got a second and a fourth pick for you know they already know that they're going to draft Zach Wilson um so it's it's pretty much they knew that Sam Darnold wasn't going to be the quarterback and Sam Darnold only has one year left on his contract so to be able to get a second and a fourth round pick and a sixth on top of that I, I think it was pretty good for the Jets and for Sam Darnold I I mean he has some good plays at times but it's not like the Panthers you know their offensive line still kind of stinks he does have better weapons with the Panthers than he did on the Jets with Robbie Anderson DJ Moore and then obviously McCaffrey. But I just, I just don't think it was a great move uh, for the Panthers. I think that Teddy Bridgewater is, you know, the same if not better than Sam Darnold. So I think to give up assets like that wasn't wasn't too smart. So I think the Jets won that trade.
4: Zay, w- which one of these trades will have the most impact on next season?
2: I'm going to say the Sam Darnold trade because I feel like the Jets are investing too much in Zach Wilson. You know, Zach Wilson was a really good quarterback who had a really good year. At BYU, they really didn't face much talent, maybe until the end of the year where they faced UCF, but you're, you're again, now you're putting your whole hopes and dreams and futures in a kid we're not really sure of what we're going to get because, again, the talent there is really, really not that great that they play. And, and again, you, when you have other quarterbacks up there like Mac Jones, who Joe likes, and he's played some of the best talent in the league, and he has shown that he can be a good quarterback, I think the Jets might be going in the wrong direction by going after Zach Wilson, but... Only time will tell I'm I'm not a genie. (laughs) For me, the big thing with the
4: 49ers and Dolphins and Eagles trade was I I don't understand how Justin Fields is falling so far. I mean, since they they were in high school, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, it was those two as the best players in the nation. And then somehow we're we're getting into April, we're getting close to the draft, and somehow I didn't know where Zach Wilson and Mac Jones uh, leapfrog him. I I don't understand what's going on there.
2: Good then, apparently. It's like <laughs> a, it was
0: like uh, D- D- Dante Smith there uh, uh, when he passed out. Uh, Mac Jones for the Heisman Trophy. You didn't see that coming either. Uh, Mac Jones was mm. playing just as great as he'd always played, and all of a sudden, oh, this guy instead. So relax, it happens. The guys look. He's climbing up to draft board because look it like I said this you you need a quarterback in this league. The yeah. the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world just aren't going to get you where you need to be and and teams recognize that now. And so again, a quarterback who you think has the potential to be a franchise guy. I mean, you know, you you look at at guys like Kyle Trask uh, or Trey Lance who are, you know, sort of looked at as, you know, second, third round picks that, you know, might have a future in the NFL, probably going to be sitting some pine next year, hoping for an opportunity and and hopefully can learn and be in a good system. But the these guys at the top are what's perceived at the top. Sander just reminded me of Matt Leiner, uh, who was, uh, um, I think, a number one overall pick. And so, yeah, yeah, I, when I say there's, when I say there's a quarterback class every year, ESPN's going to hype somebody next year.
4: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Massively hype it up. They do it every year, and we're going to fall in love and think that guy's the next Joe Namath. But, but I mean, do Joe you, Namath. I don't know why yeah. I pick a mediocre <laughs> quarterback, but he's just cool. <laughs> do, you, do you trust
2: Ohio State quarterbacks, for real? I mean, look at Dwayne Haskins. I don't believe in that.
0: I don't I don't believe in that nonsense. Again, that would be to suggest that only only linebackers come out of Penn State. Again, I always say, how many other wide receivers have come out of southwest Missouri State since the greatest of all time? Yeah, that's where Jerry Rice went, right? You don't even know that school. I mean, they they haven't churned out another great receiver since then. Yeah, I, I don't I don't buy into that I I mean I think a good quarterback can come from anywhere it's the guy it's not necessarily where he played.
2: Look, Alabama has a thing for having game managers, and Ohio State has a thing for having quarterbacks that just don't make it.
4: The, um, no, I'm not gonna. Sure.
2: Justin Fields is different. Facts. How's he? How's he any different? He was there two how's years. Second in
0: almost than every
4: passing statistic, just for two years starting there. So. How about I, I I, I think Justin Fields is different. He
0: But just he's to be fair, I, to I be think fair Ohio State's never thrown the football like they have until the last few years with Haskins and, and with him. But, I mean, uh, who the, they the, the, Haskins, the game itself no, has, has sort of changed. So, again, to suggest that passing numbers career-wise means anything, I I, I, I don't buy into that. But I do think Justin Fields is so different. Right. I do think that this kid's got talent. I, I don't know if you guys saw Dan Orlovsky, speaking of ESPN, noticed he only trashed a black quarterback in the draft, only questioned his work ethic, which, again, as I've contended on on this and some other shows, it's only minority quarterbacks that, get, that have that work ethic questioned uh, in the lead-up to the draft. If I'm Justin Fields, I would sue Dan Orlovsky for slander yeah, <laughs> because, dude, I mean, every every pick that this dude drops now because of the nonsense and lies that came out of Dan Orlovsky's mouth, everybody at Ohio State says Justin Fields is not the last guy in, first guy out. What are you talking about? This is, this is going to hurt his draft stock. And that's really, I mean, you want to talk about a guy like slander? I mean, literally, this is going to cost him money because it, it he's going to drop. It could, it could or or it couldn't. Again, I Look, think it's I think it's so ridiculous. I think comparing him to Haskins is a mistake. They're very yeah. different guys yeah. and they're very different quarterbacks. The only thing similar is the skin color. Don't confuse it.
2: No, but again, yeah. it worked out for Lamar. It worked out for Lamar Jackson the slander. I mean,
0: yeah, uh, but the- it, it, you know why it did, those days? it did because he's a great player. And he was able to do his thing, being a later pick, and he he got paid. But what if he didn't end up with the Ravens? What if he ended up in the wrong situation? Then what happens? It happens. And that slander costs you millions, puts you in a bad spot, and you're out of the league in three years. I
2: can't say that. You can't say that because Jameis Winston dealt with a lot of slander coming into the league. He had a ton of allegations against him from stealing and raping and all types of stuff that people questioned about him. He had a pretty bad outing in Tampa, but he still managed to find a career and save it in the, in New Orleans. So I wouldn't say it's all over for him. I think but it's just he really how he managed save
4: it though. He's Dude, his, his,
2: his though. career He's is not life support. Life He's got support. an opportunity. He could take that starting position next year. He honestly could.
0: Dude, yeah. don't think yeah. that if don't I mean, think yeah. that if a guy like yeah. Trey Lance or if if somebody fell to New Orleans that they wouldn't snapped them up in a minute and and caught Hill or him in a heartbeat dude I think I don't cool think they're, I don't they're not sold on either guy nor should they be I think Jameis Winston is a horrible human being and a pretty bad quarterback no. uh, the you fa- yeah be, the fact, you, look, the the fact that that he throws throws, throws, the, the fact that he threw 30 some odd interceptions the his last year as a starter just goes to to speak Here. on his decision-making abilities on and off the field are equally poor. Doesn't didn't Eli throw like 30 interceptions one year? But he never raped anybody. <laughs> okay.
2: right. He never raped anybody. Well,
0: that up. makes it
2: better. Well, you can throw 30 interceptions it helps. as long as you don't it rape makes,
0: anybody. It makes 30 interceptions much more tolerable when you also didn't rape okay. somebody. Okay. So 30 interceptions, as long as you're not reading from the Cuomo handbook, you're fine. Okay, I got you. I, I I know you brought I don't, up. I, 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 I'm not I'm not sure what what that. I don't know what you're trying to get at by that. I don't know uh, or uh, do you think I like Governor Cuomo? I, no, I'm, I'm not, just not. I'm sure just where you're long, going with this. As long as you're not reading
2: from his handbook, you can throw thirty interceptions. As long okay. as you're- <laughs> Before we move on, uh, be I a want good to-
0: human being, and I'm a lot more. I'm a lot more receptive to thirty interceptions. Big Ben does it all the time. You don't bash him, and he's a horrible human. Being. I think he's a horrible quarterback. I'm so glad uh, in in when the Giants drafted, <sighs> or when, when the Giants drafted Philip Rivers, I I wasn't like upset. I actually I remember when the Giants did announce the trade, thinking would we be, be just as all right with Philip Rivers and all of those picks that turned into being, I think three Hall of Famers or at least three Pro Bowlers. Um, yeah,
2: I think we would have. I think we would have. I think Phil won I remember no, there was talk no, no, of no. Ben
0: of big Ben Roethlisberger. I think, he uh, and no. and the Giants and the Giants passed on Ben, and I was quite all right with that. And I and I have no regrets about him not being the Giants pick. He,
2: he didn't lose the scrubs, he lost to some of the best quarterbacks that ever played a game. Peyton Manning, <laughs> Tom Brady, he's lost some really good, bad playoff games against some of the greatest quarterbacks. I think that's. He a, Eli, great! is of
1: the best
0: quarterbacks. We we can yeah we oh, can yeah. put that on it. We'll put that on his tombstone. Eli, B. he's Brett another Barman, one. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, he's twice. another one. He, Jameis Winston's a horrible human being. Ben burgers three times worse. All right. Before we move on from from talking
4: about the trades, no, listen, want to bring up no one's
0: ever porn. accused Eli Manning of rape. I
4: get that but oh, oh, I, oh mean, be, between, I, I need to make between this about between Sam
0: uh between Jameis and and Roethlisberger, you you got I mean you're like you guys like Bill Cosby kind of stuff here give me a break all right okay. wow. stop We're raping people and watson but oh, hold on before we move
4: on, I need oh, to Oh, wait, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before Stand we move on, on,
0: Sander, uh, Sander, listen, Sander, do me a favor. You were like oh, five years old. Sander. You don't know anything about anything if you think that the defense uh, is, is what got Eli the championships. That is the biggest nonsense in the world. Stop it, they that. wouldn't have they wouldn't have won those games if not for Eli Manning. Plain I, I and could say some
1: slander about some people on this program. Not Eli Manning. That's that's not happening here. No. I, I, I Today, he's a Hall of Famer in my life. So I let him rock. I'm not gonna.
0: That's what I like to hear.
2: You gotta
4: respect Listen,
0: Eli. Far he, from he perfect. Far good. from perfect. But dude, those runs that he went on that that wasn't that the defense played great. Sure. Yeah. He but that was that, yeah. the defense had to do their job, and they yeah. did. But he still had to outplay Tom Brady, and he did it two times. That's not what? easy to do. That's currently what the uh, NFL is trying to figure out right now. It is. Eh, eh, I'm not Only
2: Nick it. Foles is the other guy to do it. But no. The guy in Atlanta did it. His defense just went to sleep the second half. All right.
1: We could go through it. So did the Falcons offense, though. No, I'm yeah,
2: played a couple of crappy Super Bowl games. We're not gonna that the defense has saved him, and a field goal has saved him I'm not gonna get into it. All right, so
0: Let's- I would just say this to anybody who's confused by this, and I've watched way more Super Bowls, probably more Super Bowls than you guys have watched combined. Okay, because oh, I'm so old. But so <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this: the team that wins the Super Bowl almost every year I've been alive has had a really good defense and a pretty good offense and or a really good offense and a pretty good defense. It's rare to see a lousy offense win with a defense or a great defense win. I mean, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Believe me. Seattle. I don't know, dude. You could even argue Russell, the Bears. Russell you could make Russell the argument of the Bears, but then you be ignoring Seattle. They
2: had a high-powered offense over there. They they want because
4: of the defense. They still have Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah, Let's, they had
1: Russell
2: Wilson, but that
1: defense they put up forty position.
0: They
4: put up <laughs> forty am
1: points on the
0: Broncos, right? Because yeah. of the defense. Okay. All right, Sean. I'm joking, let's right? I mean, the defense know, isn't man. the reason they scored 43 points. They scored 43 I mean, no,
2: points I think because the offense is 20, good.
0: I think the defense scored like 20 points that game before we go there.
2: So look I it know up. That far. No, they look didn't. Look it Just up. Percy <laughs> Harvin
1: had a kickoff. I think return. they had like so interception, so stack fumble
2: return. They had a bunch of shit going on that game. I can Listen, look it up. I'll look
4: it up. Let's get they, things they, back to the Giants.
0: If they if the defense scored eight points. That's still 35 for the offense, so you're still making my point. Knock yourself out.
4: Okay, but let's get back. Let's wrap things up with the question of the week. What's the worst pick the Giants have made in draft history? Joe, you alluded to it earlier.
2: Oh, I can't wait to hear this.
0: Yeah, Yeah, the worst worst pick pick in Giants history, Cedric Cedric Jones, who was a reach pick at number five in the 1996 draft. The Giants really wanted a pass rusher. Simeon Rice was already picked, and so they took Cedric Jones, uh, who they thought was the next best guy. It turns out he had vision problems. He had 15 sacks in five seasons, and here's the kicker, not literally the kicker, but the guys that came right after him in the draft, Eddie George, Marvin Harrison, and Ray Lewis. Oh, geez. Cedric Jones, a rookie card I own. And I've often used in my as uh, to make the my my bike sound like a motorcycle. that guy sucked worst pick in Giants history, Cedric Jones. He actually um had to wear a, a black visor because of his blindness. That's what you want a guy on the outside that can't see anything and has no instincts for the ball or the quarterback.
4: Yeah, that one's bad. Sean. what's the worst pick?
1: I think I, I got to go with Eli Apple. Um, I was going between him and Eric Flowers, but I, I had to go with Eli Apple just because the year that they drafted him, they had Janoris Jenkins and Dominique Rogers camardi DRC, who were both playing really well. We already had two, two pretty good starting corners, and we didn't need Eli Apple. So I, I think, you know, and I don't know, like even if he was the best player available, there are a lot of great players that came after that, including Laramie Tunzel, who I mean, could still be he's one of the best tackles in the league. He could still be with the Giants right now. Chris Jones, who is a great pass rusher from the inside. Xavier Howard, who is one of the best corners in the league. So there there's a bunch of guys that came after him. And Eli Apple, we all know, you know, he's been on three teams since. He just landed with the Bengals and he's just had an absolute awful career. So I, I think Eli Apple definitely has to be in consideration. He would be my number one pick, though, because he didn't fill a need that the Giants needed. And then on top of that, he had a terrible career. So I will forever hate that Eli Apple pick, especially at number 10. Zay?
2: Uh, I think it's Eric Flowers for me. I was going to say Evan Ingram, but I think I'd be reaching <laughs> <there>. But But uh, <laughs> it's definitely Eric Flowers. Uh, definitely, uh, he uh, left the Giants, then he moved to Washington. They switched positions. He ended up being a better player. So it's like we drafted you to be a tackle just to find out you were a guard. There's nothing worse than finding out you drafted a person at the wrong position. That they, w- that they told you So lying on your resume is never good So in my opinion, it's Eric Flowers
4: Yeah, I mean The, the two names I had written down Were Eli Apple and Eric Flowers So Sean and Zay, you guys Well, then mine.
0: we'd be remiss if we didn't mention In 2000, the Giants picked Ron Dane, number 11
1: Yeah bad uh, bad. With, bad with bad. Sean,
0: Sean Ellis, John Abraham uh, And Sean Alexander Were the three picks right after uh, Ron mm-hmm. Dane that one was pretty awful. Uh, and Jared Bunch. You don't remember Jared Bunch, 1991. He was the 32nd pick. He was the last pick of the uh, the 2012 draft. And um, rushed for 600 yards in three seasons before the Giants let him go. So I've seen plenty of lousy draft picks. William Joseph is another guy who was a major underachiever. Eventually uh, spent some years with the Raiders where he played okay. Um, but, again, was another another chance where, where the Giants sort of reached on. So this way I get concerned about some of these edge rushers in this draft. I just feel like sometimes when you're reaching for a guy, uh, you can make the argument about Daniel Jones. Was he a reach at six? Still remains to be seen, I think, if you're the Giants and you're a Giants fan. So they've had a history of doing it. It, it wouldn't be the first time, and I just hope that uh, they they don't do it again.
4: Yeah, we we will see. Uh, I mean, another guy, I mean, we brought up DeAndre Baker. He could also fit into this worst draft picks because uh, he did nothing. But – Oh, that's his fault? (laughs) I mean, it's not all, but that's That's still a bad draft pick. That's yeah, so bad draft pick. I
1: think uh, David Wilson was a bad. It's not his fault either, but uh, unfortunately the neck injury. You know, he he had that one great rookie season, then um, unfortunately, I, I mean, the back. What shame. Wilson, he was he was excited. You to remember watch, him? Yeah. yeah, dude. Right. I mean, was, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's, I, uh, it's
0: unfortunate. The back. I was man. I always think about him, dude. It's uh, you know, I mean, that's the thing, what? man. In the blink of an eye, boy, your career could just be over. So. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to bully John. I was going to pick him. I didn't want to bully him. I felt like that was harsh. It wasn't his fault. (laughs) That's solid, dude. That's solid. All
2: right.
4: But uh, that is going to do it for John about the G-Men this week. Thank you, Joe, Sean, and Zay for joining me. And make sure you check out com for more podcasts and more about John, about the G-Men. And we will see you next week. More John about the G-Men. So take care.
3: imagine about starting your own podcast or radio show to voice your opinions and share your passions with others you think to yourself how about i even start something like that i don't have any equipment or any experience whatsoever well look no further the folks at clovercrest media got you covered clovercrest media group is home to over 30 individual podcasts like divide we stand i'll piss you off shortly speaking it real and so much more at clovercrest's Our sound engineers only believe in the best sounding audio quality, and their expertise will make your podcast sound professional and pleasing to your viewers. As a media group, we are obliged to every type of media available, including, but not limited to, video, audio, photography, and digital media marketing, as well as live streaming, and so much more. As we say here at CMG, the harder we work, the luckier we'll get. To jumpstart your podcast or program, go to CloverCrestMedia.com and get to recording today.